Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the, uh, i got no idea what number episode we're up to now, number eight I think, Clicking yeah. Balls. Um, we're sitting down with uh, Jamie Murray, uh, BJJ Black Belt's uh, head coach at Renegade. Absolutely, yes, one uh, of the head coaches and co-owners. And been kind enough to roll with us just earlier. Um, it's I think it's the best way to do an interview like this is roll on the mats and get yep. cleaned up and then... Uh, get nice and intimate. Nice and intimate and there then we get, get nice intimate. and intimate. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for um, inviting us along, mate. It's been fantastic and yep. you're a great, great mob of uh, uh, people out there too. Great people, guys and girls, everyone very very friendly, very respectful and yeah, it's great, great um, sort of culture they've got down here. So no, I appreciate you guys coming down and uh, I, like, I always say at the end of class, especially if there's new people or mm. visitors, yep. We are, you know, we want to be known for good jiu-jitsu and good MMA, but ultimately for good culture. The way we, we treat each other on the mat, off the mat, yep. doing life together and making people feel welcome. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's what we want to do. And it was great to say that after class, but I had about eight people unprompted before class yeah, come up me and, too. Yep. and shake yep. their hands and introduce themselves. And, yep. um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a typical jiu-jitsu gym. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. I don't think it's unique to, um, like, just Renegade. I think it's unique to BJJ. Mm, yeah. I think yeah. that's the sport. Yeah. That's what it breeds. I agree. Know? And, and other... I find, like, any of, most of the gyms that are worthwhile gyms have that sort of culture because yeah. even if you have that ego, it gets beaten out of you in the first Real week. Real quick. You know? Yes, yeah. It, that doesn't last. Yeah. Absolutely. And yep. uh, the other typical thing was uh, we had a little computer issue before we started and uh, you went, no worries, we had a couple of computer nerds here. I'm like, yeah, of course you yeah, do. You're yep. just a class. Just always. There's got to be half a dozen or so. Yeah. You always know when it was someone's phone ring and it's like the, the Star Wars. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, ah, jiu-jitsu nerd. Yeah, yeah. they're always there. But that, that's what we're saying is, um, it seems to have that that problem-solving element to jiu-jitsu that that yeah. people find they're drawn to, and that's why I remember I saw them. It was Monday on BJJ HQ where they came out with a uh, Boba Fett uh, rash guard, yeah. and I was like, that is the way yeah, to go yeah. for these things. Like yeah, they yeah. all sell like hotcakes. Yeah, of course they do. And all the comic book ones. Yeah, and they're like Deadpool's got to be next, surely. Yeah. Well, uh, what's his name? Um, Oh, not Ryan Hall, uh, Jeff Glover. Oh, he, he was modelling the the Deadpool oh, one, and uh, he wasn't wearing a cup. Let's just say that. Um, that so, would be uh, scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the third hook in somehow. Yeah. Um, so anyway, BJJ, how did it start for you? You know what? It found me. Yeah. I know yeah. that sounds weird, and I really think that for a lot of people, that's the way it is. Yeah. You know, I once remember um, I was talking to Chris Durskin, BJJ Black Belt, yep. and he said to me. Uh, I was opening this and we were, I was talking to him about it we were having a coffee and he said you know what 
don't worry, people will find you. You yeah. know, like, and, and that's jujitsu just kind of searches people out. And I was working in a job, and the guy come along, like just a casual work. We started talking, yeah. and you know, he do some training. Yeah, what do you do, PDJ? Oh, what's that? And I remember we went around, like he laid a tarp out in his shed, uh, and he pulled guard on me, and I was like freaking out, like, well, what's going on here? <laughs> and, um, and then we started wrestling, I, I just, just hooked, you know? Yeah. I was up in the country at the time, because I grew up in Echuca. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yep. And oh, okay. I, at the time, I was living in Rochester, and so the nearest club was Bendigo. So we started oh. driving down there, and, and I think my first lesson, there was guys up there who were black belts, you know, like Heath and Chaz. Yep, yep. And, and it was all like our first week, go back 2002 or something. Yeah, yeah. All we knew was back chuck, that's it. Yeah. So we did it from everywhere. <laughs> like, like, guard, under mouth, it didn't matter. We straight back chuck each other. That's all we know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was great. I remember I went home and I showed my wife, look, I can choke you out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she wasn't so enthusiastic. I, I think every jiu-jitsu wife has had that experience. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how many how many girls get into it because they're sick of just getting beaten up by the husbands too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, baby, like, we'll mess around a bit. I'll go for an armbar, and they just get yeah, enough of it. Um, I think here we've had couples come in, and and the guy quits, and the girl keeps training. <laughs> right? I'm like, this is gold. Yeah, well, that's what you want. Like say if it works, it works. Doesn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. You, uh, I didn't know you were um, from the country, so we're country boys as well. Yeah. Um, the first place I trained was an hour and a half train ride, but it seems to, you know, uh, about the same time, real, uh, early 2001, 2002. Um, you know, I was in Sydney at the time, and there's just about three or four clubs, but um, to see it now that, you know, there's what? Yeah. 20, 30, yeah. 40 clubs yeah. in Melbourne at least. And oh, I think it's great. I think the mm. more clubs, the better. Yeah. You know, I think it, it should diversify and yeah. more people like can express the way they coach and train and give yeah. people variety. And I just think it strengthens across the board yeah. the more yeah. clubs there are. So I, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. And they all have different approaches too. I mean, we've seen, you know, um, with the, the rise of 10th Planet and, and Eddie Bravo who's trying to progress the art. There's not um, an us versus them. It's all right. What have you got? You know, what yeah. else can you do yeah. to it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and what you're saying too about the uh, the culture at the club, um, that when it is such a good culture like yourself, it gets out there and people start to know and you see them at comps like, oh, hey, these guys, they're all right. They're, these yeah. are nice yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I don't think it's um, not a secret. It, it, there's no other sport where you can go halfway across the world, uh, roll up and, and jump on the mat and, and your brothers or sisters are there. Yeah. You're, you're speaking the same yeah. language yeah. on the yeah. mat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, of our, one of our young kids, he's a new blue belt, 16, started here when we first opened. Uh, he went as an exchange student to Italy. Oh, right. And he, he joined the local gyps club. You know, wow. that's yep. the first nice. thing he did. And all his photos of Facebook were um, <laughs> yep. him rolling. And his wow. mother actually um, sent me a message and said, you know, so thankful he's got jiu-jitsu in his life because yeah. he made friends, he had such community. A social, yeah. And, you know, he barely speak the language. But like yeah. you said, on the mat, that's the it's language. the same language, yeah. 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 It is amazing with that too because it's such an on the sports side of things it's such an individual sport with such a team background it's yeah. very yeah. weird like that always right yeah and like you were saying before about with a multitude of gyms i find that it's impossible to know everything about jiu-jitsu so everyone sort of develops their own game yeah. and like for, for us we need to do big man jiu-jitsu because <laughs> we're just not flexible enough to do a lot of a lot of like the sneaky little things and so it's about finding the right environment to develop your game which i think you know you need uh, to cross train and, and meet different people in order to understand who you are in on the map I agree. I think we have an infinite game. You know, yeah. I don't think yeah. um, an, an inexhaustible game we can we can forever pursue. I think the further you network, 
yeah. um, the, the the better you can resource, whether it's you know internet or uh, other clubs. And I encourage my like once you get a blue belt level, I'm like man, you've got to start visiting and rolling open mats. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, there's there's affiliations. You can go and cross train, and and I really think you you can narrow your jujitsu if you don't get out there and, and cross train with other people. And you know, um, especially if you're in a small club. Then, you know, yeah. you've got like 10, 12 dudes rolling every time. You get to know each other's games, mm. uh, which can be a blessing. But then, you know, if you want to step outside and, and try your stuff on someone who doesn't know your game yeah. or, or see something new, yeah. then you need to do that. So, you know, and look, we're fortunate here. We've got a lot of members and a lot of different grapplers, but mm. I still tell them you've got to get out in a larger community, especially by purple or above. You should be doing that regularly. It should yeah. be a part of your yeah. routine. Yeah. I, I have to do it sometimes just to find somebody in my weight division. <laughs> but you're right though. Like I've got great friends at clubs like you know George and uh, and Dougie, and they train you know one that way. Um, George is in Mildura, and yeah. Doug trains down south and stuff like that. And you just get to know people you know, yeah. in the tournaments. You 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 roll them and try and choke them out, and then you shake hands, you have a laugh, and talk about the kids. And it's just the way it is. It's just that jujitsu uh, community. And you're not making the most of your time if you're not doing that kind of stuff. I agree, and I always say, um, like when we run comps here at Renegade, I always try and say, look, um, we scatter, but yeah. then we come yep. together, you know, yep. and, and th these are good things to do. You know, competition, and I was talking to Gustavo about it, and he said, winning or losing, it doesn't matter, it's, it's, the, it's the competition that brings you together yep. and unites us at yeah. counts, yep. you know, so that's why I think more competitions are better because yeah. you can't, you know, you might be busy this weekend, you can't compete, so you go that yep. weekend, but you're still coming together as a community because it's all a journey, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, and that's something that uh, you, you're not just saying that, you actually went out and did it and uh, with your more grappling, which um, you're obviously heavy in. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit, um, how yeah. that came about? And Absolutely. Look, um, I've run a few kind of little comps, yep. but uh, we wanted to run kind of consistent renegade grappling comps here. And spoke to Cam and Dave from Dominance yep. about you know like their MG tourneys and their structure and those guys are just awesome as far as um, in the early days uh, Renegade wouldn't look the way it does if I hadn't had help from them boys yeah. and and they like all all the different tournament structure they've got they just come over and said this is how you do it like just gave me software programs and you know just oh. they're just fantastic guys yeah. so from that we all started kind of you know, pooling together and working out what yeah. weekends and separate between the bigger comps because yep. it's not about clashing and, and being in competition with them. Yeah. We want to support them. That's yeah. why I always try and run a comp, you know, a month or two before. Uh, yeah. or let, let people get, we got one on the 7th of Feb coming up. Yep. And, yep. and that way it's before the GTA. So, you know, boys can get their first roll in, then do the GTA. Yep. And, and, and just look to build the community, yeah. you know, and then give opportunities. Well, that's so, what it, it's, it's feeder. You know, you, exactly, you go in and exactly. the big comps, they're expensive and they're highly competitive and, um, you might uh, tap out in the first one and you know 30 seconds and you're done and you've blown yeah, your, your hundred yeah. bucks but that's why I love the MGs and I've competed in a couple um, you're going to get three or four rolls minimum yeah that's right um, and the, the other thing I like is for the white belts and the first timers there's no DQs it's like, yes, here's, yeah, here's yeah. what you've done you know reset where you go well that's right I mean other, other than you know a malicious act of, of or, you know, idiot you know, slamming or whatever we just want to see people learn yeah you know not to put your foot across the belly yeah. button you don't want to see people blow all their money on a big comp 
yeah. you better to learn it here. And, and that's the other avenue. It also gives the referees, like all my yeah. purple belts, yeah. a chance to, to learn how to ref. Yeah, and it like helps them as competitors. I mean, we have guys from other clubs, like uh, Tony Devois comes down. Uh, he's a high-level competitor. He uses our comps to come in and ref and just, just source out the rules, you know? Yeah, right. yep. And, and so, you know, it's also training refs it, yep. as well as Refing's training. hard. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I've, I've, got a, I've been booked in a bit this year to do it coming. Um, and I'm like, man, I've got to, you know, have a practice and get up on the rules because mm. it's a challenging job. Yep. Yeah. You never keep everyone happy. Exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. There's always somebody yelling. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And that was always an advantage. Yeah, whatever it was. It's yeah, always and, worth an advantage. Like, you got to think too, i got to ref you know, eight hours straight. I, yeah. I can't do anything for eight hours. Yeah. Nothing without making <laughs> yeah. a mistake. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make yeah. mistakes. It's like, man, give me, I need a coffee after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the other part of it too. I mean, the only way you can stop having the eight hour shifts of refing is get more rest. That's right. Yeah, so you more practice. You know, and look, a part of our, our, our program here at Jiu Jitsu, when, when guys are a near purple belt or are purple belts, I want them to be able to ref. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. one of the requirements. You're not a, a, you know, you have to, but I, I tell the seasoned guys, look, you need to put some time into this. You know, yeah. even if you're not a competitor, yeah. learn the rules yeah. because you're right, you might not want to compete, but you're going to realize that, that uh, they're the best place to be in, and, and you just get a better view of Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. So yeah. I know um, processing the rules helped me. Learn jiu jitsu, I think, yeah. you know, as a purple. You know, I've even got blue belts that are interested, but at, at some level, you need to look at how that all fits together. Yeah, I mean, it, it's better for you and it's better for the wider community as exactly. a whole. So, I mean, I, I can't see why you wouldn't look into it. Yeah, and um, I would have thought for having lots of tournaments, I mean, I've never been a coach, but from that perspective, it gives you a good chance to analyze, you know, what your training methods are doing in competition with other people's and what your um, competitors need to work on and things like that. Yeah, I think you can definitely focus. Uh, your coaching and training around it. Uh, I always, I always tell people if you know, because because uh, we got like a lot of students. I kind of narrow it down and say, look, we've only got, we only going to let 25 people do this comp. Right. Or, so not that they got to fight for a place, but we kind of talk about, okay, who, who's got their A game out at the moment? Yep. You know, do we have a stock take on the jujitsu? Where are you at? And it's not necessarily the best 25. It's just those who are available for the date yeah. you know that there's so many comps these days yeah. and really if it's on their heart to compete then i want to see them coming in early drilling getting yeah. their, their their game plan together so that when they hit the map they've got that that first page game plan happening yeah. and win lose or draw even if beginners want to go in it's all about the experience and and like if they could go in armbar four times yeah. okay well now we know where to work yeah, yeah. so i think the process is good uh, I won't say everyone has to compete, but I will say I think if you do, it's going to help sharpen your focus. Yeah, I, I think every, for me, obviously different. I think everyone has to compete once, just yeah. just yeah. to see. I, I think yeah. that, that that's what I try and convince yeah. people. Yeah, because yeah. they've been rolling a while. That yeah. first time, that adrenaline jump, is, it's yeah. amazing. Um, I don't think it ever goes away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that some people do, but for me, yeah, I sit there nervous, and I'm like. There was even one we had an uh, inter-club one. I'm like, why am I nervous? I'm fighting my brother. <laughs> yeah. I fought him a million times yeah. before we're doing jiu-jitsu. Why am I nervous? <laughs> it's just, just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, everyone's watching. Um, so back to when when you started, um, what was, uh, besides distance, what was the challenges you found um, getting into it? Oh, well, I think I did about six months or, or so at, at Bendigo with yep. the boys. And then... Uh, I was relocating to Mel uh, Melbourne, you know, yep. in the country, and I had to come here for work. So it was just a matter of finding somewhere to work and somewhere to train. Yeah, like, right. from that minute, I was, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and I remember, I think I, I drove around and tried to train everywhere I could, and then I ended up 
living in the West. Yep. And and back then, like the the, the prime one was a hangar. Everyone trained at the hangar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was about living about twenty minutes from the hangar, and so. Yeah. Yeah. And when I went in there, I met John Mirabella, and like yeah. it just that yeah. character of John drew me as well. It's close to home. He's a great guy. And, and it was a great club, quality jits, and that's, I, just, I was just yeah. hook, line, and sinker, yeah. that's what I'm doing. Actually, I've marked down, John, I want to talk a little about him, because I think it's a fantastic story. He is the godfather of, of, of Aussie BJJ. Yeah. Yeah. You've got you to interview him one day, boys. Yeah, I'd love like, to. I, yeah, I've seen him around and yeah. stuff like that, and then I was reading up on, on uh, the Renegade website about him, yeah. and I got, wow. Because um, obviously always been interested in, in martial arts and in combat yeah. sports and took up jitsu at 38. Yeah. So I mean, no excuses. No, got his black belt at 51. And yeah. Wow. He's rolled with every top guy. All the UFC guys, he's rolled them all. Yeah. Really? You know? um, so he's, he's been around. He, he, I'll let him tell his own story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, when you get him on here, you'll hear him. Yeah. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, so... Uh, being on the uh, the smaller side of it as well, is that something that um, you know, it's always jiu-jitsu is always sold as the smaller man can beat the bigger man, you know, technique over strength and that kind of stuff. Did you, you find that straight away, or was that something that just really developed with you as you developed in jiu-jitsu? Look, honestly, I really liked the aggression side of it. Yep. You know, yeah. for for a man who's kind of a peaceful guy, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I loved the fact that I could just go at a hundred percent. And I, I did try kickboxing or well, I tried boxing and different stuff, but you know, I don't think I was ne- I wasn't any good at them anyway. Yeah. Yet yeah. I couldn't go 100%. But with jujitsu, I could just do that aggression, adrenaline, go 100%. Yep. And, and no one gets hurt. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, you mm. tap out and no one gets hurt. So, well, I mean, the only one who got hurt in the beginning was me. Yeah. 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 We're like, oh, I don't need technique, I'll just get crazy. <laughs> and then after getting beaten up for a year, I thought, oh, maybe I should learn some of the technique. You know? these, these old fellas, they might have something. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So, uh, yeah, and then just when I thought, oh, I've got a bit of technique happening, they gave me a blue belt. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Now I've really better learn yeah. some technique. It's always that shock when you, when you change the belt. You feel nice and comfortable, and then they go, here's your new belt, and you're like, Oh, those guys are really <laughs> I know, and, and look, the, the black belt is just surreal. It really is. A, I still feel like I'm putting on someone else's belt. <laughs> a very, very weird feeling. Was, that was last year, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah uh, September last year. Uh, last year or 2013? Uh, no, no, last year. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the Wilma John Will. That's right, uh, yeah. Uh, that's right, yep. uh, yeah, very honoured to receive it off those guys. I mean, uh, yeah, being part of the Wilma organisation has been great. And, and John Will, just uh, an amazing human being. So it was good to get it off of people I respect and people I've yeah. known for a long time. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a real honour. And, and still very, very surreal. Yeah. But what do you do? You just keep rolling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Holds the gear, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I've, I've had my purple for about three or four weeks now. And you're rolling out, and you're like, "Oh, guys, you're scared. You're not going to live up to it." And you're like, "Ah, oh, well, at the end of the day, you just you're still tapping the same. It doesn't make that much of a difference." Right. That's yeah. right, you know. So and it is what it is. And the thing is, you can always tell by like, how purple your belt is. You're saying, like, <laughs> it's still it's really purple. Yeah. yeah. Later, it's a fresh. It's still got the fold marks in it from where yeah. it was stored. It's like, yeah, all right, it's a fresh one. Um, so competitions. When did when did you start yourself? I think it was about it, uh, about that time after a year yep. of, of learning, you know, of, of going crazy, and I thought, oh, I want to test myself, you know. Yep. So it's about a year in. I think that's kind of late for most people these days. Most people jump in three, six, nine months. Yeah. But, yeah. but I was a year, and actually, actually, when I started, I gave myself four ultimatums. One, I said I'd never run a gi. 
Right. I was, I was just going to do no gear. Really? Right. Oh, okay. Back then. Back then. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I was really attracted to the no gear. I still had really? But, yeah. but I ended up, you know, I had 10 gears now. <laughs> and even by Blue Belt, I think I had two or three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also said I'd never compete because, yeah, they're just weekend warriors who'd want to compete, you know. Right. I'd never do a grading because that was, you know, I think, uh, I guess you're trying to uh, verify yourself by yep. something right. else, yep. you know. Yep. Um, and I'd never join a club. Right. right, and I've opened a club. So, <laughs> now you've opened a club, yeah, yeah. you run the competitions, yeah. you do your own grades, <laughs> and you're competing in the game. So I think that's proof that all my preconceived ideas are ridiculous. You, know? yeah. um, you Which, learn. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. common when you first step on a BJJ mat. Yeah, yeah you do, you do. I, I can honestly say BJJ as, as a sport and an art and the people I've met, it's grown me. Yeah. Like, as a person, as, as a husband, as a father, it's just... It's an amazing sport. That's yeah. why I feel so passionately yeah. about coaching and teaching it and, and trying to draw in people. And going back to what I said at the start, I think people find BDJ if they've got that type of mentality. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't try and sell memberships. If people want to do it, they'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't keep them away. Exactly. You, yeah, that's right. You know, and other, just likewise, if someone hates them, you can't pay them enough to do it. Yeah. They're like, you're crazy. I never want to do this again. You know, mm. so for me, I always wanted to be, uh, once I started that, that competition and felt that adrenaline dump and the afterwards you're talking yeah. about it with yeah. guys, uh, you know, I, I love that style of, of jiu-jitsu and I guess I really got hooked on that. Yeah. And, and apart from the injuries, I tried to, you know, compete consistently through every belt. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. fortunate enough to, you know, um, you know, have some successes and, and plenty of, you always tap more than you win. Yeah. And that's the real benefit. Although, when your mates come around, you're never going to drag out the fight you lost. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, this fight I got smashed. No, mate, no. It's always, this is the one I'm cartwheeling over. Yeah, yeah. Ripping on the back chuck, you know. Well, we said so, that. You know. Dion showed the fight a number of times where um, you uh, picked him up in the triangle and, and held on to win that one. So he, he's proud of that loss. That, that so was an amazing fight. And you know what? To this day, whenever I show triangle defense here at um, at Renegade on the mats, someone always says, but don't you just stand up? And <laughs> like, no, that, that's not about valid defense. You know? But coach gets <laughs> a phone out and shows the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So I'll never let that one down. But uh, that was an amazing fight. And like, win, lose or draw with, with Dion, you know, like he's just, he's an amazing guy, a friend on and off the mat. So yeah. uh, having said that, Dion, I will be winning. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, we're, we're mates and, you know, and, that's not a plan I, I, I want to repeat <laughs> of defending triangles. <laughs> I tell you, if it happens, though, that's just it. It's, it's going to be the one for the ages. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I say it with no, no sense of hyperbole, but this is as big as Arlene Fraser. As as I'm <laughs> this is the Melbourne answer to Rumble in the Jungle. That's exactly right. Um, uh, it's funny you should say that because uh, when I was at the Pampax last year, uh, dudes were coming up to me and, and like Dave yeah. Maranaka's coming up so you're going to fight Dean at the next bowl I'm like you're just trying to stir up trouble <laughs> you know? and, and then Dean would come up and said everyone's talking about it now I'm going for real they want to yeah. see old guys like us <laughs> roll around at it you know well you saw Hoyler and uh, Eddie that ripped the house yeah, out yeah, yeah. that was and, brilliant uh, and when I was talking to Sai the promoter for Bar, he said man we've had the biggest response well they put out all these posts it's the biggest response from you and Dion yeah. yeah. Well, it makes sense too. I mean, you're both running your own gyms. Yeah. And, and, uh, and there's a history there as well. You know, yeah. you've had matches before. And that's what we're calling it the People's Main event. This is one that we want to pump up and yeah. <laughs> we're going to try and get everyone in Melbourne involved. At least pick a side, you know. Of course. It's, it's good versus evil. It's the, the, the battle of the red and the green. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got to decide who gets to keep the colours afterwards. I think it's but, just good to um, get that excitement in just strict BJJ comps because mainly it's been just sort of relevant to MMA where people get excited and about local events. But if you get like that excitement happening in BJJ events, it's only good for everybody. Yeah. 
Uh, I think it's a great format. Yeah. Um, the bar rate. Yeah, and, uh, it's a great platform for, yeah. for BDJ fighters, you know, uh, who who don't get a lot of exposure or yep. publicity, and, and you know, it's hard. Yeah. Hard to, you know, if you want to make a living out of it, it's, it's very, it's very hard. So <laughs> I think it, it, it does present a platform that, that gives exposure. And we spoke about it before that um, uh, recently Michelle Nicolini was saying she's tired of fighting for medals and. Um, you know, they're trying to make a living out of jiu-jitsu. Um, I think the way that Bo is doing it, um, putting it in, you know, a, a nice classy event and selling good tickets and catering and all that, it, it's not run out of a back room or anything like that. No. They're, they're yeah. really making a good show of it, which yeah. is fantastic yeah. to see. Well, they've got the experience with their rebellion shows yeah. and, yeah. and they know what they're doing. I mean, I, I said to the uh, science, look, you know, if you, it needs you guys to do it because if Peter J guys did it, we'd be, we'd stuff it up, you know yeah, what I mean? It'd be done next week. Yeah, it'd <laughs> be three hours later. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to roll. You know? yeah. <laughs> so we did a live stream open mat. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so you've always loved the competition side of it. And you're saying you got into it for that the sports side of it and that kind of stuff. How, how does your gym run? Do you get a lot of guys that are attracted to the competition? Or is it fitness? Is it self-defense? Or is it just everyone's different? Well, I think the way I coach is kind of directed towards... Uh, not self-defense, but more for the competition. Yep. But I, I see self-defense as a byproduct of what we do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. And I, I, more fitness industry than anything else. Like people come in, they want to get in shape, they love combat sports, they they, they want it, they're a fan of UFC, yeah. uh, but they just want to roll. You know, So I think the majority of the people here come in for probably their own personal reasons, fitness goals or interest. And then they, they start looking at like the, the local comp here that we run and I run a first time only comp, yeah, against yeah. comp, MG20, and they think, I reckon I can do that. You know, so yeah, after yeah. a year or so, they get a bit of confidence, they start tapping a few guys out, and they can just, just have a go at, at one of the local, whether they go to you know, Dominance or Immersion, just these local little yep. MG20s. But they, they, they can do that, it's within their, their grasp. They're yeah, never going to yeah. be in a cage, yeah. Yeah. so they can do a local comp, and that seems to, to fuel the, the, um, the wake of what we do here yeah, yeah. and I always say look it doesn't matter if you're competing or not train as if you are yeah, yeah. And, and, and your jits will progress for that yeah, along with your fitness and all the other byproducts that come with it and I think it's good we've got different clubs that focus on just comps or you know they're more mm. enough their self defense because that gives people a range of options yeah, train, yeah, you know? yeah exactly and, and for us I think the thing we do better than you know although we do good jits and um, we do comps and that we do a community yeah, you know, like yeah. one of the boys at lunch today, we went out, it was his birthday. So we, we try and always do everything in a, in a, in a, in a community way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even last year with our, um, we did, you know, like all Jits guys love dress up, right? Everyone's got a yeah. closet Star Wars costume. <laughs> yeah. um, so we did our fancy dress Yes, we saw. Yes. And, and I'm just starting to post some of them. And that was hilarious. Yeah, Dudes yeah. were coming as, I thought no one's going to show, you know? Yeah. And uh, everyone showed up. Well, a lot of people did in, in costumes. And yeah. It was just a good community day. with fun. You had the Ninja Turtle Royal Rumble. Yes, we did. <laughs> the Ninja Showdown. Uh, and, and we had, uh, I think I just put up Santa versus Alpha. We just had just a good yeah. fun day. Yeah. Uh, a, bit, a bit worrying some of the costumes that showed up actually. <laughs> a little concerned about some of the Too calls. much effort. <laughs> Too much effort, yeah. Um, it, that's something I wanted to talk about as well because um, there'd be a lot of traditional martial arts that would see it um, and, you know, the, the Turkish oil wrestling, which we'll, we'll get to. <laughs> we had to get to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, they'd see us doing that kind of stuff as like disrespecting the dojo and, and that kind of stuff. And you're like, guys, it's four walls and a mats, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's the people that make it, surely. And everyone's laughing and smiling and having a great time. 
what, what more can you ask for? I, I agree. And once again, those, uh, you know, the old school dojos that have that element of respect and culture from, from you know, ancient martial arts. And uh, there's people out there that love that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Up, you yeah. know, uh, what we do at Renegade is community. Yeah. And that community is, is, is very uh, diverse. Uh, so I see, uh, you know, the gym here as a place where uh, Sunday we might have some kids come in and run around, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of the guys have keys that come in, do their own training. So we're able to provide a location where people can come and train and, and, and really do life together, you know, yeah, and kind yeah. of share life together, you know. So yeah. in, in that respect, I think it's if not being disrespectful. It's what the, the goal of, of the gym is. And yeah. We always wanted it to be a community. And a community that grapples, a community that does MMA, you know. So yeah. like we got, I think four guys fighting down, um, has your four or five guys making the MMA debut in C class. So we're going. They've got like 30, 40 people going as yeah. a community down there to support them, and, and that's the style of things that that brings respect. Uh, and because I think BJJ and MMA is is a newer sport in this country, yep. we, we can we can remodel it. Yeah. And I think every gym does it a bit different. You know, I know at Dion you spoke on your last podcast with him about. You know, no hands on hips, or you know, uh, no crossing arms. That's yeah. the way you do respect. That's a great yeah. thing. Yeah. Here we've got, we've got our code of conduct up. Uh, yep. You know, like no yep. trash talk, no swearing. Yep. You know what I mean? We're trying our best. Well, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just the same way of achieving the goal, which is respect. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. those old yeah. school dojos do it because they 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 honour the heritage. And yeah. I respect that. I mean, yeah. there's something yeah. to learn and respect in all those martial arts. But we're doing community, and a part of that was that fun day. You know? Yeah, yeah. So the Turkish oil wrestling, uh, yourself and John, whose idea was it? Yeah, well, we had it up on on YouTube, so we got the um, the. It'll probably be on our site. We'll, 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 <laughs> all all year we had on our TV here, um, like traditional. Turkish oil wrestling up there, like dudes in the, in the jeans and they're rubbing it down in oil and, and it was a bit of a joke. I imagine right. if they'd done that here. Yeah. We should get John and Jane to do it. You know, all year. So we, you're playing the long con. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and well, some of the moves actually, I think in traditional Turkish wrestling, you're allowed to put your hand inside the pants Whoa. And, oh. and, and turn them over. There's like a turnover. And I'm going to John, John, let, 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 let's not do that. <laughs> let's not go full tradition. No, yeah. that's right. Sounds so, very quick. Uh, uh, it, it was just a bit prison. of fun. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't think John knew until the day exactly what Oh, really? Like, I was joking about it. And then when he seen me in the Speedos, which my wife has recently burnt, uh, um, when he's like, you want me to have a shirt off? You know? Like, you go for it, mate. You know? She burnt them on, on advice from the WHO. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit of fun, which will never be repeated. You know? Well, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> Could be a little side bet with Dion and yeah. Jamie, a bit of Turkish oil wrestling happening. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but it's it's we'll great see. to see, and everyone loves to see the coach make a fool of themselves. Well, so. that's it. That's it. I think uh, you know, if you do it in the right context, it's a bit of fun, yeah, yeah. and that's the way you do it. But but no no disrespect intended to Turkish oil wrestling. It's a legitimate sport, I was, so, uh, which I, I wouldn't want to do because those guys look looking serious. They look shape, huge. You know? yeah. So, yeah. I know a couple of Turkish guys, and they'd need a lot of oil because there's, there's a lot of hair to soak up. Plus, the people that don't really want to annoy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you, Billy. Yep. <laughs> Um, so, continuing on with your um, jiu-jitsu uh, journey, when did uh, Renegade happen? When did you go from a student to, you know what, um, I-, I can do some more with this? Well, look, I was fortunate that um, in the early years at the Hangar, we had a lot of different coaches come and go. Yep. yep. And I-, I felt that a lot of people would say, oh, that- that's a weakness because you haven't got one coach tracking you. 
yeah, I saw it as a, a great experience to learn lots of different ways mm. to to be coached and to learn. Yeah. And I think it was, you know, seven, John Simon come on board and he was a real regular kind of current in my jiu-jitsu, uh, along with John Mirabella, who's been there day dot. But just having all those different influences led me to think, well, you know, why can't I just put a few drills together? And, and, and I think every jiu-jitsu kind of blue belt. By the time you're blue belt, you're like yeah. looking at, oh, like this move and that move, yeah. and start linking it. And so I had yeah. the opportunity, you know, I think it was about 08 or 09, to get involved in the hangout and coach as a purple belt. Right. And, and like John had me kind of running drills, running classes, and then I got to see that side of the business. So yep. I wasn't yep. really, you know, fully involved in it, but I got to view it yeah. yep. and, and kind of gain an awareness of it and have a bit of a go. Mm. And that led, when I, in, in 2010, I did my knee. Yep. Right. Right. I was actually on my, on my wedding anniversary. I remember, March the 6th. Uh, and I popped my knee at training. I like I said to my wife, I'll just go. Sorry, do a we'll, few we'll rounds. check that date for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure you got the right one. I oh, totally. I remember because I had to come home that night, and I'm on crutches. You know, I had a bucket handle tear, put straight in my leg, and my wife looked at me and goes, "We're still going out tonight." <laughs> <laughs> and you did. I, I swallowed a whole pack of Panadol. Like, yeah, honey, let's go. I just sweated through the whole thing. So I do that any time my missus asks me to go out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you're not, it's not saying yes for this time. It's saying yes so you can go to jiu-jitsu next time. Yeah. Hey, look, we got, we got five kids. We had a babysitter, and I'm like, we're going out. Who's that jiu-jitsu guy? So many kids. Dion's got six. You can't pass the guard. <laughs> I've got yeah. five kids in a vasectomy, and I love them all equally now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got one of those. It's worth every penny. Uh, but, uh, but no, I do remember the day I popped my knee, and, and that I, I was forced, kind of a bit of a jiu-jitsu nightmare. You know, you're on the yeah. couch, you're facing surgery, and then I had surgery, and I couldn't really go back to hang on. They needed another coach. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, and I was totally cool with that. Like, I'm at home on the couch, you know, kind of yeah. coaching's got to go on. And I thought, what am I going to do? You know, like, yeah. like decision time. And I had a few different decisions that I wanted to do, but... Uh, my wife and I discussed it and like our process of, of kind of thinking through things and then taking time to consider and we ended up let's give it a go and it was really in that time of, of rehab as I was yeah. rehabbing my yeah. knee and I, I got my shoulder uh, sorry my elbow cleaned out because that got broke a few years back and I figured give it a little, I can't train so I'm yeah. to get surgery yeah. and, um, and then after that in that period we opened Renegade so it was kind of yeah. off the injury that the this kind of about. Ah, okay. So well, a bit of time off and yeah. get your time of the air. Did time. you find that um, being forced to not be able to roll and only being able to observe changed your game? Oh, definitely, because by the time I opened, like well, I did the injury in March, March 6th, and we opened July 1. So right. that was the period. And it, look, it was a meniscus, bucket handle tear, bad enough. Yeah. But it wasn't like uh, like ACL, ACL or yeah, yeah. So like, you know, three months I was back on the mat. But I, my left arm and left leg were shot. Yep. So all right. I could do, do to come in, I, I just arm drag to my right side <laughs> and choke them out. You know? That's yep. all I could do. Yep. You know? um, yep. But um, that's not part of my plan, Dion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I think that it definitely helped me reshape the way I taught yep. and, the, and, the, and the way I looked at jiu-jitsu. Yep. And like, any guy who's been training a while, as their body gets older, will tell you, they've got to change the game. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. you know, you can't keep cartwheeling around forever. You yeah. do actually need to. I don't believe it. You know, <laughs> get some grips and, and do jujitsu. You know, yeah. cartwheels for life. <laughs> How much would you give me if I do one at bar? That's what I want to know. I, I tell you what, that'd be very impressive if you can get one off yeah. the bar. Oh, I'll yeah. see if I can slide. It. <laughs> Maybe in the warm-up room before. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do a cartwheel off. Yeah. Um, 
So it's great. And how, how long is Renegade be running now? Is well, that, that opened um, July one, December. Oh, sorry, July one, um, twenty ten. Twenty ten. Oh, yeah. Was this the, the original years. place? Yes. Yep. Yes, this is all we've been at. Yep. So um, that's so impressive in itself. Yeah. 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 So it's coming up five years this July. So yep. excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and you do more than just jujitsu here, obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it's an MMA facility, so yep. you know, because look, our first student walked in the door was this guy called Callum Potter. Yeah. Right? And and I looked at him and thought, oh, footballer, he won't last, you know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> so he's really come on board as, as, a, as a not just a student, but an outstanding student, but as a coach yeah. and as an yeah. MMA fighter, you know, now he's full yeah. time. So yeah. he's really driven that vehicle here for the striking and MMA. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I'm just a jits guy. You know, that's what yeah. I love. But uh, I, I wanted it to be larger than that. Yeah. And, yeah. and realistically, to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. In yeah. the fitness industry and, yeah. and boxing and wrestling and all the rest of it. Yeah. And we've never really kind of cracked the PT market where, where some gyms have got strength of fitness. We just do jits and MMA, yeah. um, striking. And that, that seems to be our, our niche. Yeah. It's not for everyone, but the people who come here and gel with the community. Uh, and living local is the key thing. I think yeah. you've got to live close to where you train like within 10 20 minutes yeah uh, otherwise it becomes a nightmare to try and get to training so th- that's what we've done here and that's what works yeah because it's not just a business it's a, you've got to make it a vocation you've got to love yeah. what you do to yeah. put in those hours and yeah and he was saying it's working I mean, we're at a lunchtime class today uh, on a monday and it's yeah. what 20 yeah yeah, 20 I mean, yeah. It's fantastic 20, 20 session, yeah you know, we had, we had a dozen in at the 6 a.m. this morning, yeah, yeah. Um, which is huge. And, and Callan uh, was something that uh, we marked down to talk about as well. Um, he's uh, he's won quite a few of his MMA fights recently. He's yeah, doing very well. I was trying to figure out, like yesterday we had a barbie and we were sitting around, I was trying to figure out uh, his record, because I don't yeah, know yeah. it's right here. I mean, it's on Sherdog, but some of it's missing. Yeah, right, I was yeah. like, when was this fight? When was that fight? And we're trying to figure it out. I thought, yeah, I'm your coach. I should know. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a little bit embarrassed. But uh, I think he's up to 16. Yeah. And, and he's had 11 wins. You, so, wow. must be, you, know. uh, you must be excited that uh, hopefully the cage band finally gets through yes, yes. in Melbourne this year. And... I think it's inevitable. You know? Yeah, it has to. You know, I think the, the cage band lift, you know, it's, it's inevitable. We'll see UFC here. Yeah. And I think it's inevitable you'll see Cal in that UFC cage. I yeah. just think it's inevitable. You know, yeah. I've said that not since day one, but definitely as he showed more potential. Yeah. Uh, but look, he, he's a natural and he's a great guy too. So he's a great ambassador. Yes. Yeah. Sport, yeah. You know? And I think MMA needs that particularly in this state if it's to, you know, kind of... Um, get rid of that old stigma attached. Yeah. yeah, and that's all it is, is the stigma. Because, you know, yeah. we've been to been around MMA fighters and yeah. rolled with them. There's nothing but sweet arts there. Well, it's not like the darts, you know. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's always it's just like, crazy. crazy. You know? like, <laughs> and there's not one should see that at a BJJ tournament. No. Throwing chairs and all that sort of stuff. That's in the cuppa. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that. They made a bonfire out of it. I thought, geez, guys, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, it's darts. Exactly, yeah. You're not yeah. excited by the action. Yeah, yeah pretty much does what it says on the tin yeah. <laughs> um so you got any, uh, like you said you got a couple of other guys going down for their mma de- debut so yes. it's, it's growing here as well within yeah. the club i mean yeah we started a program where like you try and do our mma class yeah and you just get people coming in who don't realize that mma stands for mixed martial arts you yeah. need right. to do jiu-jitsu do your striking and wrestling and mix them together yeah, yeah. so we, we started this mma program where, you know, if a guy wants to come in and be a fighter, then <laughs> hang on a second, you've got to do some jiu-jitsu, you've got to do your striking, you've got to get your elements up. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. 
And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Before you can learn to mix it all together. Yeah, yeah. And that's been really good for people to come in, love UFC, love combat yep. sports. Yep. Yes, they're, they're passionate, but they haven't got the understanding that we have. So exactly, yeah. we've just got to kind of say, all right, you need to do all these classes, come to the program. And yeah. that's really starting to gain some traction. That's been going a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, them guys that are kind of blue belts are now ready. We make that a benchmark. You've got to get a blue belt jits yeah. before you walk in the cage or the yeah. ring. You, yeah. know, you really need that. Yeah. It is minimum. It's very different minimum. to a jiu-jitsu tournament because, you know, you go in underdone, you might get attacked. You go, oh, geez, I was silly. You go into a cage underdone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. might not like you know, Now, looking at that, you can start C-class where there's no head strikes yeah. on the ground. And yeah. you know, we still want to like, like layer it in. Like in the day, Cal just jumped in. You know, yeah. like, he's like, I yeah. just want to go. I was like, okay. You know, but uh, realistically, we want to make it attainable for these people who are their work and day jobs. Yeah. You know, they can't afford to get yeah. injured. And they can just layer the experience and start out in your local grappling, do the, the more intense, the bigger comps. Then they can go into a C-class fight and just just that they've got the steps in place. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the first time they walk out. It's not yeah. just too overpowering for them. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's working. You know, we're seeing the the guys come through. Yeah, and very impressive belt. Was that Callan's out the front? Yes, that, yeah. yes, that is yeah. the one. Uh, yeah. These are allowed to keep. There's two belts. Oh, okay. Uh, one for show, one for. Yeah, one they keep down there. And when he went down defeated at the, the first time. Uh, where what in? Uh, in Valor down in Tassie. Down Tassie. Yeah. So, uh, like, you're allowed to take one home, but the second time we, we tried to leave with two belts. <laughs> and like, nah, it's not the way it works. We thought we'd get one every time. Oh, well, uh, all right, I'll fight you for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, look, uh, the people down there run an amazing show. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's run by it's run by Jits guys. Yeah, so you know it it's going to be good, you know. Yeah. If it's and MMA, it's run by yeah, 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 that's right. I mean, look, Dan Hyatt and Phil McNally, they run an amazing show, and um, they're branching out to, to Queensland. Yep. They're going to come to Melbourne. You're going to say, yeah, you yeah. just you know, and because it's run by by fighters or you know Jits guys, they they look after you. you know, yep. yeah. like, there's just never a drama, so I can't speak highly enough of them guys. So yep. uh, UFC event days are they big for the Renegades? Everyone gets together and. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think they spread out at a couple of different bars, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and um, we, we try to do it here once. We always do Meta Morris at the, in the gym, club, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, because we know jits is more important than you know. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but but with the UFC, it, it just depends. Guys just want to go to different places near where they live. Yeah. Um, but but it definitely, there's a couple of gatherings. And and still liking yeah. yourself. 
Yeah, 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 still get in there. Usually at the line. Um, yep, some yep. of the boys go in there. So you look. I still watch UFC. You know, I'm yeah. probably not up to date with it as much as a jiu-jitsu, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like seeing Jits win an MMA. Yes, yeah, that's what yeah. I like. And we don't like yeah. to see Damian Meyer become a boxer. Oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I want to see um, triangles, arm bars and back chokes. You know? Yeah. Have, so, you seen, but, have you seen the crone fight? Uh, no, 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 I haven't. I mean, he fought a can and it was, it was interesting to see his style, but I mean, it was what you expect for, yeah. a, for a debut. Um, he pulled guard. Pulled guard. Interesting yeah. enough. But... That, that's always, um, you know... Um, must feeling uh, very confident yeah, in yeah, exactly. MMA to pull guard. Yeah, course, I don't yeah. know who was fighting or anything. No, but... no one does. No, <laughs> yeah. Another guy who was on debut. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's fair enough if you're both on, on Exactly. Yeah. That's a yeah. pretty high-level gist guy, you know. And, yeah. Uh, I know with, with Renegade, if we've got like uh, a wider or a blue belt, it's, it's kind of easy to um, to get a C-class fighter. Like, we want blues to go in. It'd be, it'd be like yeah. a four-strike yeah. white belt or a blue belt. But um, for a high level, like a purple or a brown, it, it's very hard to get a... Uh, first-time fight. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. you're not going to get a newbie, so it yeah. can be hard to yeah, match. Right. Yeah. Is it just hard to find an opponent, or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Just because you know people will look. Uh, he's never fought, but he's purple belt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. you know, or he's a black belt. You know, they, they don't want to bar of it. So, yeah. I suppose it would be like looking at someone. Oh, he's never had a fight, but you know, he's been the Commonwealth Games as a wrestler. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, so I can understand and. And, and, and you try and match it fairly. Yeah. yeah. But, especially at that level when you, you, yeah. people are yeah. just trying yeah. to get in. And but see especially what the do. stigma that already has. It's important to take those sort of um, precautions to, you know, sort of make sure nothing dangerous happens due to negligence on your matchmaking and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm not a matchmaker. I, I pity them guys. And yeah. Uh, yeah, But all, all we try and do is just be honest with where our guys are at. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I say, you know, he's. You know, he won the Pampax of the white belt, he just got a blue belt, or, or whatever, you know, and he's yep. got no stand up, or he's just been training. With social you know. media these days, too, you get caught yeah. out, and then yeah. your name's Mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, so I think you better to be honest, and then yeah. that way yeah. uh, it's a fair fight, and, and, and you know, and you don't, you don't tarnish your reputation. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I mean, even like the Renegade comps here, I'll put in a variety of people. Yeah, some guys who are, you know, really guns, and then I'll put in a few guys who I know, they're probably going to lose every fight. But I, mm. I would hate for a renegade comp to happen, and and we win every division. Yeah, that, that'd yeah. look ridiculous, you yeah. know. And we've had you know, a couple of guys win and a lot of guys lose, but uh, they're all competitive, and it's it's less mm. about us winning, more more about everyone having a good day. Yeah. yeah. And the guys that do compete, learning. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. that's the good thing that they do is they make sure that everyone gets a role as well. You do the um, is it round robin tournament? Yes. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Which yeah. is important, especially for. If you're a newbie and obviously you don't expect to win, you get tapped out in the first match and then that's your day done. It's important to get that experience because you're going to learn more from tapping as a white belt than you are from doing anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, you find out about yourself. You know, it's good. It's a great value for money, and you know, I've really enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah. The that I've been. And like we're saying, um, coming in today is the first time I've seen this place empty. I'm used to coming <laughs> yeah. in here's 100 or 200 and um, people um, packed all the door. So it's great to see that you know the the, the numbers are um, proving the point. It's working. Um, now, uh, one more thing on Callan. Uh, Callan, the rock star, uh, Potter. Sorry, is it Potter? The rock star? Yeah, Potter. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. that's a pretty cool nickname, right? Yeah. Uh, well, he used to he sing, uh, he was a singer, front singer. Oh, he was, uh, was he? Okay. lead singer in a band. Right. So uh, he, he so did that for years, like, that was his gig. Right. And um, every Saturday night, they travel all over the place, pretty well-known band, and... So he was the rock star, and we used to call him that. I think Mick Pope uh, gave him the name. You know, like yeah. he was rolling around, oh, he's the rock star, you know. And uh, it's just kind of And stuck. he's run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Most names come out of, 
you know, the boys joking and <laughs> they don't even get a choice, you know. Yeah, exactly right. You can't choose your own. We got we got one of the guys fighting down in Tassie, his name's Peter Tab, and he likes a beer. Right, yeah. So it's Peter. Put it on my right. hat, yeah. and and like we were all joking about, but I think we're going to run with that. Oh, yeah. You've you got it now. Yeah. It's recorded. It's there. And the thing is, if, if you're at an event and you see a fighter with that nickname, yeah. I'm going for that. Yeah. 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 Go, shake his hand yeah. first, yeah. and you'll see him at the bar afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So um, and we spoke with Dion about his um, Malaco. Um, yourself, where is it? Yeah, well, I've had a few different nicknames uh, over the years, you know, but. Um, I know that the, the boys have called me a pit bull at different times here. Or we saw that on yeah, the website. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one that I think they uh, they call me behind my back is Yoda. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I think that's less to do with my jiu-jitsu skill and more to do with the hair growing out of my head. <laughs> it's funny you said it. I'll go. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it as Dion too. Um, so, uh, Luke, Luke, I'm. I'm happy to um to wear any nickname. You know. So, I've got a couple of suggestions. I, okay. I, I had yeah. the river. Well, it just makes sense. The river mud, yes. yeah, which yeah, led me to good. the cod. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone wants a piece of the cod. Yeah, well, maybe. Well, um, well, we'll see what we can do for, for yeah. power, you know? I like Yoda, though. I think it's there. <laughs> Look, that's not my choice. Just so you know. <laughs> which is why that, it's that's there. That's used yeah. to a prerequisite for a nickname. Someone bought me um, a baby, like like a doll, you know? A, um, a Toyota? Yeah, a Toyota. Put a black belt on and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they, they haven't brought that one to me yet, you know, but... You never know. Uh, on that, I was just saying, I read um, Pitbull off the uh, the website. So I'm just bringing it up now on your uh, your bio. Um, I, I didn't write that bio. Just so you know, I didn't write anything <laughs> on the website. Yeah. Well, that, that doesn't matter. We're taking it as your work. Um, you know, being a Pitbull on the mats due to his aggressive and fast-paced style, yet off the mats, anyone can tell you that Jamie is the complete polar opposite, being a compassionate, fair, friendly, and highly supportive coach. So the polar opposite is when you're fair. Does that mean you're very unfair on the mats? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll get to my teeth about it. You know. I like it. That's why this is such an even match. I thought that was Dion's advantage. <laughs> no, well, we had a role earlier, uh, Jamie and I, and I even said halfway through, it's just the same as rolling with Dion. Yeah. It's just less chance of an earring falling out and hitting you in the face. <laughs> That's what usually happens. So, yeah, sorry, I am getting giving away some of your secrets there, but yeah, his spaces in his ears, yes. tries to drop them on your face. Um, so, yeah. so there you go, watch out for that. Move. I was planning to go for one as a submission. Is it just, legal, you know? it's, not, it's not technically a fish hook, is it? No, no, no. I, I, think it's, I think it's fair game. So no, it wouldn't be the first time, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they probably start off with just normal earrings. <laughs> yeah, it can happen, I'm sure. Um, so, uh, where do you see Jitsu and Oz heading? You know, we were saying, you know, more tournaments now, and, and this year I think is the biggest year for tournaments ever. We got, um, you know, the GTA and the um, AFBJJ has always been here, but now we've got the Arnold Classic coming yep. up. Yep. Um, Grappling Industries is on. Yep. Um, when's that in Feb? I think. Um, uh, March, Feb, March. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's two big players coming yeah. into. Yeah. Um, what some would say is a crowded market already but there's room for it isn't there surely yeah absolutely I think uh, we want to get out there and support all those clients yeah. you know I, um, as a coach I can't get to all of them you yeah. try to pick yeah. okay I'm going to try and referee at this it, one be every weekend otherwise yeah. yeah that's right and I mean um, these ones that are coming up first time we really want to put a team in or help yeah. out a referee and, <coughs> and just really support them uh, for the people who are running them because I think you know more comps are better Look, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think there's a there's a drama about saturating the market because, you know, like the the AFPJ run tournaments everywhere, yeah. everywhere, yeah. and people travel. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, I 
I think the more people that get into BJJ, then the more people end up competing. It's yeah. just part and parcel exactly. of the program. So. Uh, I think, like you were saying before, there's um, room for lots of different tournaments aimed at different level jiu-jitsu. Yep. And like we um, were saying, well, that one's going to be a feed one, and then you've got bowl, which is you know going to be a, a highlight of what's possible with jiu-jitsu. And, yeah, a showcase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, do you like the uh, the sub-only formats that are coming up? You know, we're talking about Metamorris and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do you think there's um, a future there, or is... Um, not in competition to points fighting, but in complementing points fighting. I towards. think they're hard to do in a like a round robin format, yeah. mm. or in um you know like um, a big day. Yeah, like it's a hard to schedule how long. I know uh, Dominus did a couple, yeah. and they were yeah. pretty popular. Like one of our guys went there. I think he had a forty-minute fight. Yeah, right. tapped out to exhaustion. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but. I just that that's kind of the problem with them. So I think you need. I think Meta Morris got a good platform and format. Yeah. I think you could bring them into Boa as a like um, you know um, a super fight or a super yeah. match or yeah. whatever you wanted to call it, yeah. where you had a sub only match. Oh, yeah. the time limit. Uh, no, no. I think no, you still no, have no. a time limit. So you could like at the moment Boa's points as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But I think you could trial and introduce maybe a couple of sub only matches yeah. with a, a longer time limit like yep. 10 minutes yep. or 15 but the, the problem is I think you need dynamic players yeah you need to pick the right people you do yeah. you do because you know um, if they're young and fit and they're dynamic that's cool but you know we yeah. don't really want to see I think the, the good thing with sub only is it forces people to go for things yeah, yeah. That yeah. doesn't matter if you get swept you know you go for a yeah. sub but the downside is, you know, if it's stalling and you know yeah, it's yeah. kind of boring, yeah. no one wants to be sitting there for 20 minutes while you know stuck in guard type thing. So, mm. yeah, I think if it's done with the right people and and it can be done, yeah. but at least you could try it on Bowa at that level. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people have tried to you know change the rules to get around it. Um, you know, the, the stalling and stuff. I think we saw it ADCC they. Um, after one of the Keenan fights, we, they were stalling in 50-50 for ages, and yeah. the, the Sheik or whatever said, "Well, none of that. Yeah. You, you both get DQ." Um, you know, it, it is that hard battle to have points fighting and then make it so that they can't, um, you know, get an advantage and then stall. It's yeah. such a delicate balance. But um, yeah, and I, I think, like for me, I think <clears throat> one of the the big things that'll change that is cash for submissions but the thing is it's still growing it's not at that, at that level of um, sponsorship money, where yeah. you can afford to put on a show like that because you're just going to make a loss every time yeah I think if it grows that's, that's a good direction for it to head for the, the competition people who want to be dynamic you know like yeah. Um, you know, Lockie or uh, look any of the guys that are competing in eight man tournaments last time or this yep. time yeah. you know like on a kit run overseas but these type of guys at an international level um, yeah. That's great. I think it's great for Aussie BDJ and, and you know a lot of the the Brazilians here. You know they can they can pull this off too. They can get in there and mix it up and and, and make the sport look dynamic. So mm. that's going to draw the crowds and draw yeah, the money. Yeah, I think yeah. for competition wise, that's great. Um, and I don't think that detracts from you know the roots of jiu-jitsu or the essence of it. Yeah, because, yeah, I agree. You know, I think yeah. that's what gives it credibility. Yeah, it's like exactly. saying, you know, if somebody develops something and they're stalling with it consistently. It just takes somebody else to figure it out. And yeah, then once they figure yeah. it out, then it changes again, and it goes back and forth. That's just the nature of it. You know, and look, look, I'd rather lose an exciting fight than yeah. than win by an advantage in the most boringest fight yeah, ever. And I've had out. some boring fights. Yeah. You know, yeah. I look back, that really sucked. You know, yeah. so I, I'd much rather 
you know, cartwheel over and break my own arm. That way you can claim a win and a loss. Well, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, with things like that, with the development of this format of um, BJJ tournaments, you're going to get invited back to those tournaments yeah. that are going to be for cash if you're putting on exciting fights. Yeah. So it's in the interest in the longevity of, of surviving in that sport to put on exciting fights and to finish. You know, you're always going to hunt the sub. Well, we've seen you know the new generation come through with Gary Tonin and um, yeah. and Keenan. Yeah. You know, they're both early twenties. Yeah, people who have trained BJJ day dot. Yeah, yeah. And they're putting on. Like, people want to go watch them fight because they yeah. they attack yeah. it and they go for it. And, you know, Keenan just uh, we we'll talked about earlier got a, a win over Dean Lister. That's huge. In yeah, the last couple of days. That's yeah, huge. Amazing. Yeah, I watched that last night. Yeah, that's, that's huge. a big passing of the torch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and somebody that um, hadn't tapped in fourteen years is now, um, you know, tapping to this guy probably. He gives him what fifteen years and twenty kilos yeah, or, or something ridiculous well. like yeah. that. Yeah, and he looked comfortable too. Yeah, yeah and I think the sky's the limit for for some of these young guys coming through. And look, it is for them guys. It's a full time gig. You know, that's yeah, all they yeah. do. And I think jujitsu, you need to put the hours on the mat. Yeah. And that that's at that level, it really has to be a full time vacation. And I don't think we're at that level in this country. Uh, and I think. Owning Renegade, being one of the co-owners and, and kind of running it and coaching it, it's hard to be a competitor too. Yeah, yeah. I've spoken to yeah. Nuss about this a lot because you know he he says you can't do both. It's very hard to to be a coach. Yeah. And and also run a club. You know, uh, like pan packs. If I've got, uh, I think it was a, the the Wilmershire Nationals. I think I had sixty seven guys competing. Yeah. You know, and I I think a referee too. Like it was a crazy day. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to to pull a gear on and con- uh, sorry um, compete on yeah. a day like that mm. too. So. It, it's more about um, giving the coaches an avenue, you know, and, and Boa does that. Yep. And and with with, with the, the advent of this full-time vocation, then, then they don't have to worry about coaching. You yep. know, they're, yep. Just, yep. they're just training full-time. Yeah. And look, I don't, I don't know if we're at that level in this country. I hope we can get there. I hope sponsorship happens. Certainly the dream for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, if they can make it happen, that's great. In America, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So w- when was the last time you competed? I think I went up to Sydney... Uh, not, not not last February. It was a February before. So what's yeah. that? Um, Twelve. Yeah. Which yes. would have been at Brown for you. Twenty thirteen. Oh, what year is it now? With, yeah, yeah. Just you're right. We're in fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, 20, not last February because I popped my knee last February. I remember that. It was the one yeah. before. So it's yeah. twenty thirteen. Yep. We yeah. went up and did me, Lockie, and Mick went up and did the um uh the um Abu Dhabi trials. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, oh, yeah, and, yeah. But it was a brown black, so I got to sneak into the blacks. Oh, good stuff. And, oh, and, yeah. and, and had a fight with them, so they, they paired up all the browns with blacks. And yep, yep. I've done that the last couple of years, kind of snuck yeah, in. You're gonna say yeah. Vision, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's cool. I think it's you know because there's, there there wasn't many in the in the division. They allowed yeah. the Browns to come in, and there was a lot of difference, you know, like some yeah. of the Browns. Yeah. Uh, well, Mike Brigham was a Brown then, and I think he either won it or kind of runner up or something. Yeah. So you know, really, they're they're very closely matched. Mm. But that was the last time I competed. Yeah. Um, and this would be the first time as a black belt. Oh on, right, on you, you yeah. black debut. Yeah. Undefeated as a black belt as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I plan to keep it that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got two undefeated black belts, and the streak has to go for some. Oh, mind you, Dion's one and zero. This fight's just selling itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and uh, sorry, and you mentioned Enos um, just there as well, yes. um, which you announced uh, only a couple of days ago. Yes. That um, Renegade is now affiliated with AET. Yeah, look, I've been training personally with Ninos for about six years. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, like just going out there at least once a week, sometimes more. Uh, sometimes we just go for lunch and wouldn't train at all. You know? <laughs> that's just... That's you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, never in all that time was there ever a discussion about 
uh, me joining AET or Renegade joining AET, just never on the cards, you know, yep. like we just train together and, and look, we're both Christians, so we talk about yep. the Bible, we just hang yep. out and do life together and yep. like, yeah. families catch up, start their barbecues and yep. you know, we both own gyms and we've got a lot in common. So both like movies and you know yeah. Comic Con and whatever. So you know just hang out together. <laughs> Jitsu, just all the way through. Yeah. So um, when then, then about a year ago, like in the last year, I, I thought about you know you kind of know when the black belt's getting closer and, and yep. I thought oh yeah. I'm gonna have to compete as a black belt and it was it was only in the last few months I thought oh yeah, I feel that 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 pull on my heart to think where do I want to compete as a black belt? I thought, well, I've been training with Ninos for six years, you know, yep. and I really wanted, my jiu-jitsu looks the way it does because of the, a, a lot of people I've trained with, but Ninos has helped me refine that. Yep, you know, right, he's, yep. he's been the other constant voice in the last, you know, kind of at least three years, particularly from brown to black. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've run with Lockie, I've had John Steimer come down, and John Rebella, and great community of grapplers here. Yeah. But Ninos has always been like the guiding hand on my jiu-jitsu. So I thought, now I really want to represent um, AET. Yep. You know, yep. and and you know, we, we had a lot of my guys here go down there and cross train. Right. Yep. Oh, so that you already had that open. We've already of... had that relationship yep. for a long time, and I uh, never had a problem with Bill Machado. I love John Will. You know, yep. and I still want to go on supporting. I know he's running the Arnold Classic. Yeah, we'll yeah, be there yeah. in numbers. I'll be there refereeing. We want to support everything he's doing. Yeah. And and it was a real. Uh, I spoke to John about it. I spoke to Cam and Dave and John Simon and, and we all spoke about it. And I said, look, I feel this is the right thing uh, for me personally yeah. to represent yeah. AET. And uh, but more than that, I, I think it was a good jujitsu decision. Yeah. Because yeah. we get to cross train. We're, we're planted in the west. They're only like ten minutes away. Yeah. We can do a lot of cross training. It's already happening. Yeah. You know? So it just makes sense. We kind of. Um, bring that jiu-jitsu network together. Yeah. So yeah. And it's not often in life that you look, okay, this is a good business decision, a good jiu-jitsu decision, and my heart fits well yeah. with yeah. this decision. Yeah. You know, and if anyone in business will tell you quite often, it'll run opposite to what your heart tells you. Yeah. And this was one of these decisions that just, they're like the planets aligned, yep. and I thought, okay, yep. you know, and I really wanted to have, and uh, you know, a, a good finish for the Boomer Shadow organization because yep. we've just got nothing but good words yep. and total respect for everybody in it. Yeah. And there's some yeah. of my friends, you know, yeah. that's not about yeah. change. Exactly. Right. Right. And they've helped build BJJ in Australia, you know what I mean? So oh, you yeah, always yeah. have those respects. John Will brought it to this country, yeah. and yeah. you know, I think uh, like Dave and Cam personally in my life have been a big help. You know, when I needed mats, I, I rang Dave, how do I put these mats down? <laughs> they were yeah. over here the day showing me how to drill them. Like the day one, they were here on the mats, right. yeah. yep. you know, like that's their personality. Yeah. So yeah, I've got some great friends here and that's going to continue, but I felt it was time to step across to AET and, you know, as I said, I've been training there a long time and, and all the guys down there, Michael, Vince, Nam, Dave, yeah. they're my brothers, you know, yeah. so to stand alongside Dave and Michael at Boa is, you know, it, 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 it's a joy, it really yeah. is. I think Dale might have his dogs standing beside him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out for the far He's side. He's Brian Hurley. Leg job. Luckily, Richie's over in Japan. Too. Oh, yeah. Well, and and Brian, safe, you know? Brian might be off protecting the world from octopuses or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That seems to be what he does. I'm scared what he does in his spare time. <laughs> Um, but AET is such a large network too. It's not like yes. you're just getting from from Ninos. Like you said, there's so many others there. And that, yeah. I don't know how many schools they've got now. Um, but um, they're one of the bigger affiliates going around, and you certainly notice them at, at the tournaments. Yeah, well, that's what a lot of our guys said when I announced. I said, "Look, we're AET," and a few of them were like, "Oh, cool," because now we don't have to stand against all that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that mob screaming. We can we get to join the mob. Yeah. So it's, it's been really exciting here. Uh, 
excuse me, a few of them said, where's my t-shirt? And then I said, you want that t-shirt? <laughs> so we've got to, uh, we've got to chase it. I got one. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the coach got a t-shirt. Uh, you'll have to, you'll have to. You have to tap for a mile. t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like that. I mean, you, anybody that's been to any of the tournaments around here, you see the guys there. And there's, there is a lot of them, and they're making a lot of noise. But it's one of those things you're like, oh, damn, they're making noise. They're getting in the way. But at the same time, you're, you're jealous of that as well. Yeah. They've got such a large following, and they're, um, they're, they act the same for the white belt matches as they do for the black belt matches, yeah. Yeah, and, which and I think is fantastic. That's true of their community, yeah. you know, and that's what Ninos does so well. And that's when I opened a Renegade, I really wanted to emulate what he'd done yeah. with the way he does community across his affiliates, you know. I mean, they love him. They yeah. literally died, lie down in traffic for him, you know. I mean, it's just he's built such a, a community of love, and that's something that, that I really wanted to, to bring to Renegade. Yep. Yeah, you can see it in, you know, how it flows through, and like we're saying, just yeah. everyone's friendly coming up and saying. And like we're saying, like me and Heath rocked up today for for a lunchtime session, and as soon as we got on the mat, people come up, get in, introduce themselves, hello, and it's got that you know great bunch of guys, great yeah. bunch of girls, and it's got that proper you know just relaxed atmosphere with no egos, you know, and that's what you want from your jujitsu clubs, you know. It's, I think it creates a very open environment to be able to learn, and one of the key things that you notice is that everybody teaches everybody else. You know what I mean? There's no ego, so the blue belts will teach the white belts things that they don't know. It's not just the teacher teaching the class, which I mean, and that really helps develop jiu-jitsu games, especially when you're white belts and blue belts, and you need that that extra sort of help from the other color belts. Absolutely. I, I really try to encourage a, an atmosphere of, of self-learning here, yeah. uh, where look, the, the beginners need the fundamentals, they yeah. need the starting points, the grips, uh, yet as they progress, I want and, and I really need blue belts to be taking ownership of their jiu-jitsu. And I see like, uh, you know, if, if I'm like the us coaches or like the, the traffic controller and they're, they're out there, you know, flying yeah. around, they're doing their techniques, they get on YouTube and now they just got to check, now you're on course, you know, yeah. fix the yeah. grip up or where's your base. Yeah. But I, I want and need these blue and purples and browns here mm. um, to be learning. Yeah. And, and if we're always teaching and learning, everyone's growing. I'm not concerned about them teaching uh, you know the wrong thing yep. because you know it's my job to correct that it's my yep. job yep. but but still I think if, if they're teaching even if it's the one thing they know like yeah. when yeah. I went home yeah. and taught my wife back joke first yeah. night uh, I knew back joke by yep. teaching it yep. you know yep. the first night so I think if I get a, a blue belt and I say okay show me how you escape side control what are you doing here yeah. and, and, and go and show that, that new dude over there it forces them to, to kind of articulate how they're doing it. Yep. And that helps their jiu-jitsu, you know, because yep. they're always going to ask some question, what do you do with your big left toe or some question yeah, that yeah. makes them think, I oh, yeah. know. Yeah. You know I never thought about that mechanic. About exactly. Yeah. So I think in the process of teaching, you grow. And mm. that's why I want all uh, our students here to always have that, you know, stop. Uh, if someone, you know, you submit someone and they ask how, show them. Yep. Yep. And that's culture since day one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it's it's your brothers out there anyway. Yeah. It's not like you're going to hold secrets back from them. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. If you've got a little trick that gets them, um, and you show them the trick, and then they learn from it, you have to then adapt and yes. change your mm. trick yes. mm. and yeah. develop something yeah. else. Yeah. That's what I say. Is it's an infinite game um, that never step, that never stops expanding, and, and that's the beauty of our art. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now uh, we touched on. Uh, you, sorry, you, you mentioned your faith as well. Absolutely. Uh, with Ninos. Uh, yes. And Grapplers for Christ, which you're uh, director of? Well, um, it, it just came over a cup of coffee one day with me and me and Ninos. We, yep. we wanted to do, what can we do that's like tangible and visible for the community? Yep. Yep. You know, and without being, you know, religious or church going, and, you know, those things have their place. But we really felt 
what can we do as a movement in the in the community that actually does something? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and I see, yeah, I'm a man of faith, I'm a disciple of, of Jesus, but what does that mean? It means that I see jujitsu as a tool where I can love people. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's yeah. what Jesus did. He came and he loved people. You know. Yeah. And at Renegade, we have people of all faiths. We have, you know, we sponsor some young Muslims. We got, you know, Buddhists or atheists. So it doesn't worry me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want people from all walks of life. Yeah. And never would I think, you know, we're here to um, influence anyone in any way other than community and love yeah. and, and yeah. jiu-jitsu. It doesn't matter what you say. It's what you do. Exactly. It shows it. Exactly. And then it doesn't matter anything else yeah. behind it. You go, yeah, I'll listen That's to right. it. Exactly. So, so yeah. I, I see my job, if you want to call it, or my, 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 my task as a Christian is to love. You know, and, and I want, as I said, you know, how can we do it? Um, and when we created Grapplers for Christ, it was, let's try and make jiu-jitsu accessible to those who can't, can't access it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so uh, we tried a few different things, and we come up with um, some guys over in Geelong, some high-level blue belts that are coaching in the back of the church, a bit of a trial, yeah, um, just yep. to see if we could, you know, um, and it's just a charity church, you know, uh, the people that come in there are, you know, uh, local kids or community members of the church that, that would never train jujitsu yeah, really, yeah, yeah. and it's been going a couple of years. Uh, and there was one guy who just loved it and he started coming over here and he ended up getting a blue belt so you know it got a bit of credibility got a bit of traction yep. but it was just we, we wanted to trial it locally to see if, if we could like run a charity style gym yeah. That, yeah. that would reach a people who normally would never get access to it because you know it's, it's not cheap you know mm-hmm. membership fees yeah. and, and yeah. so forth and, Gees and on top yeah, of that. and that's right so we've been able to um, you know tap into a lot of resources and you know give away free keys or you know sponsor training fees and set this gym up in Geelong and and now what we're kind of hitting this year is we're heading over to Bali to, to plant a gym and that was kind of our goal to get it into avenues where there's nothing and yeah I know there's, yeah. there's big gyms in Bali we're gonna go over there in April do some training hang out with the boys there but we're also going to go into like the, the there's a slum area there where I know a guy he's set yep. up he's setting up a gym he's been been doing it out of a church like a bit of boxing and jiu-jitsu yep. but yep. he wants to get his own premises because you know some of the people might feel uncomfortable going to a church so they just want to get yeah. a hall and yep. it's not a religious place let's just make a training just just like what we do here yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. the mass we're going to take over some gloves and bags and try and Pay some rent for him. Yep. I said to Ninos, look, we'll try and raise some money. He goes, how much do you want? Yeah. I was like, no, 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 calm down, man. Said, yeah, I'll tell the boys, we'll get 10 grand. I said, no, yeah. no, just just chill. Okay. Uh, down there, we'll just, just take it slow and, and, and we'll try and look after it. That's the goal. you yeah. know. So it was yeah. less a religious thing or Christian-only thing and more about, well, let's just show the love yeah. and, and, and try and get it out there with people. Like in our mind, it's, it, it's making our faith real yeah. as opposed to just... Um, talking crap, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and there's a lot of people, regardless yeah. of, of what faith, that can bring, you know, a lot of a lot of problems on the table. Yep. We don't we don't want to know about that. We just yeah. want to try and bring love. And and I think jujitsu is the one sport when you come into the mat, it doesn't matter what past you've got, what culture or history or religion, yeah. you're grappless. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you can leave all that other garbage out the door that separates and yeah. divides, and you just come in and unify in the mat. Yeah. You, you know, you'll have a chippy next to a surgeon yeah. talking about X guard. Yeah. And and you know they're just involved in the moment. Yeah. That's the beauty, yeah. you know. So I, I think that's what uh, me and you know are trying to do with with G4C. Uh, and it's funny in all those years we were doing it, it was never an AET or a Renegade or yeah. a Show. Yeah. It was just its own entity, and yeah. so it became a um, a charity and it's got its own gift deductible tax yeah. receipt. 
uh, we've started sending money overseas to an orphanage in China. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. got all these other, and like I'm not responsible for all that. Other people have got on board as yeah. board of directors, and it's got crazy. It's like a natural yeah. revolution in terms of what it is today. It totally is. Yeah. And, and I think, well, in my mind, you know, God's in control, but I'm not. Somebody's paying the bills. You know, I, I roll up to a meeting and they start talking, I'm like, man. Nah. I just want to, I just come to the pizza. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Who needs a token? <laughs> so no, I think, and if it's doing good, that's great. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So no, that's we'll it. Um, it. And you won't die wondering, you know? Yeah, it, well, that's it, right. It's going to try something. And uh, so we'll put up links to, to all that um, on the website. Yeah. And, and, and as, it, as it actually develops, um, keep in touch with us and let us know and we'll get the Absolutely. word out there as well. Yeah. 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 And I think it's important, especially there, where you're helping people who might not have anything literally to do in, in regards to sort of personal development and like physical activity and just that sort of excitement you'd have there. You'd think that um, it'd be something that people would be happy to have in their community. Yeah, I think so too. And as I go back to something I said earlier about um, in my life making me a better, you know, a better person, uh, a better husband, a better father. Yeah. Uh, it, it taught me that I could work hard and achieve, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. short goals, long-term yeah. goals. So I, I think all of that is beneficial to, to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've seen it like, you know, kids come from the flats who you never won a spelling contest, you know, and here they are, they train hard, they won the big championships. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're the poster boy for the flats. Yeah. Yeah, we've literally seen that happen, and then they end up, they go to uni because they're like, yeah. oh, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. They just, just give some confidence. So, yeah. you know, and, and if we can, you know, give confidence to a couple of people and it starts growing, it's going to have its own momentum. Yeah. And, I just know the benefit of jujitsu in my life. Yeah. And, yeah. and if we can spread that, then I think it's a great thing. And, and besides uh, the back chokes that you've shown your wife, are the family into jujitsu as well? Yeah, I've got five kids, and the eldest three all trained. Yep. And yep. I had one year where we were ripping it up. Uh, I think they won the packs and the Vicks and the Nats, and, and, and we got to the end of the year and we had a family meeting. Yep. And, and my kids told me, we're retired. We're done. <laughs> and the eldest was nine, you know? And I was like, oh, man, serious. But um, look, look, as a dad, I, I had to take it on the chin and think, well, you know what, like, um, as long as you're doing something, yeah. Yeah. anyway, one does swimming, and the other girls do dancing, the other son does shooting, and I'm like, as long as you're doing something, yeah. I'm happy. I, I'd love them to come back to JITS, you know, yeah. but I don't want to be the dad forcing it yeah. on them. Yeah. Uh, and as long as they're active, and, and actually, my male son, I said to him, you know, would you ever think of it as a job, you know? Yeah. And, he, and he said, oh, no, nah, no, nah, you come home. Too injured, <laughs> too often, and it made me think from his point of view like I'm hobbling in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my back, you know. But it's like, man, it's like yeah. you're saying when you're, uh, you were laid up with your knee, yeah. you're not thinking, damn, just to hurt my knee. It's like, right, when am I ready to go? Yeah. Again? That's right. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm totally addicted. You know, yeah. so it's, it's a lifestyle. That's why I say it's yeah. a lifestyle. Because you know? my kids have just started; they've been going for a couple of months now. Um, I, I'm the same. I just want them to do something and not quit. I don't yes. care yeah. what it is. Yes. Like, just don't quit. Just keep trying, and yeah. whatever it is, you just stick it to it. You're going to get good at it eventually. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just going right. to happen. Yeah. I think it's, it's common in jiu-jitsu that people have that period of time off and, and it comes back to them. Like you said, you felt that jiu-jitsu sort of um, called you. Yes. But me and Heath are both the same. We had about 10 years 10 off years, yeah, in between more, training. Yeah. yeah, And then it just sort of, yeah, like I said, it just sort Life of come back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think once you're bitten by that bug, it's still there yeah. in you somewhere. Now if I have you know a week off, I sort of get a bit um, annoying at home and yeah, yeah. it's like just go go yeah. chunk yes. somebody yeah, my wife's told me that too yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> common thread for some reason yeah. alright um, so let's uh, let's focus back on the, the people's main event um, so what's your big plans for Dion what can you expect <laughs> from the pit bull 
Uh, I actually wanted to talk about how brave he is because um, <laughs> you know, I've seen them lamb chops on the side of the face. <laughs> oh, they're brillo pads. I'll tell you what, man. I mean, you look, look, some people can, you know, pull that look off. Uh, yeah. I can't. You know what I mean? Uh, like, it's kind of like a pink shirt. Some, some people can pull off a, you know, a pink shirt. It looks good. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. You know, um, so you're maybe, saying Dion can? Well, maybe you could. Lamb chop, maybe a pink gi. You know? <laughs> Actually, we have to give you props there because uh, this is something that Dion shared with us. We all know that Dion loves the, the black gi. Um, and the contract for, for Boa came out and it said a white or a blue gi. And unprompted, you were the one that said to Boa, no, Dion's got to wear black. Oh, man, that's his calling card. If you've got a brand, you know? you've got to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. So uh, that, was a, that was a no-brainer from my end, you know, yeah. like, if it wasn't in a black gear, I, I wouldn't know where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I've seen in a fake. Uh, <laughs> so no, that, that was that was no worries. I mean, you know, he sent back a, a very encouraging message. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, like that's jujitsu. That, 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 they're the fresh. So it it, yeah, it yeah. says what this fight's really about. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. both just showing what you can do. Yeah, look, I totally love the guy, and I'm totally going to choke him out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're saying, like at the start, it seems like everyone's excited about this match. Like this is the one that yeah. people really want to see because there is that history there and and so we're going to do absolutely everything we can to talk it up and <laughs> maybe make up a few little things here and there <laughs> so, we're uh, drawing to a close here um any final words for dion uh, what what do you want him to know Oh, well, look, you know, if he doesn't want to show up, I understand. <laughs> we'll get I'd, Jody in there. <laughs> you don't want to face Jody. No, no, no I'd rather Dion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I am. I, I think it's exciting. And, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight because I, I got really fat over Christmas. <laughs> yeah, me too. So the 70 kilos not a problem? Oh, I'll get there, you know. <laughs> I can wait the day before, can't I? <laughs> Dion's worried. He's trying to actually bulk up. Yeah, he can have some of mine. <laughs> All I did over Christmas was eat pies and drink Coke. You know? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just looking forward to having some fun, you yeah. know. And uh, if I can get a cartwheel in, I'm happy. Yeah, you, you get a cartwheel in, you'll, you'll get something. <laughs> we'll, we'll cook you a bunch of our famous yeah. buffalo wings or something. And we are oh, planning okay. to um, get together with Jamie and Dion uh, after the... Boa eight match and have a podcast yeah, we'll together. Come visit him in in, uh, in jail yeah. or, or in hospital wherever he ends up. Oh, I agree. Look, long as someone brings a beer, we got water yep. here. But I think afterwards you should definitely. Yeah, definitely yeah. a beers or a barbecue and be able to talk to the match. Yeah, make sure we record that one. We yeah, can, yeah, we can talk yeah. about my win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dion actually wanted to ask, um, where did you buy your black belt? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, cornflakes.com <laughs> look Jamie this has been fantastic um, we, we'd love to like I said we'll talk again yeah. after the fight we appreciate the... all your hospitality as well you know you've been a fantastic group of guys and girls down here like I said before yeah. and really impressed really really friendly guys um, it's a tribute to what you, you've tried to do um, come down here and you've succeeded um, we, we love coming down to Renegade and I'm sure we'll be back again yeah. look I appreciate you guys coming down I do and, and giving uh, the support and also what you're doing here with uh, you know the podcast I know it's kind of a uh, an underground thing that's happening where, where people are getting on board but it's just the beginnings of bigger things exactly you know? yeah, yeah exactly. it's exactly what happened in the states and look what's it now so you know um thanks to you guys for coming out and 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 bringing you know your gear and yeah. running back yeah. and your gear <laughs> and, like, you know, um, yeah sorry about that all, all this effort doesn't go unnoticed you know so I really appreciate you guys coming coming yeah. out and hopefully Thank come back much. out um, before yeah. bow on the seventh yep. to our to our comp here yeah. and, yeah. and you know come, come out. and hang out and yeah definitely say good day um, and maybe have a few beers after that too <laughs> <laughs> well Brilliant. wouldn't be the first time <laughs> Jamie pleasure mate thank yep. you again thank right, you thank you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.